So we are doing a little mini series on common issues we're seeing in the healing place. And today we talk about rebuilding trust after infidelity. There are so many issues uh, when a couple has had the revelation that one of the spouses has reached out um, and how you first do you stay? Do you try to rebuild trust or do you end the marriage? If you do make the bold choice to try to stay and forgive, what all um, do you need to do to actually help that marriage not just uh, survive, but actually thrive? We talk about how you're not really fixing an old marriage. You're actually beginning a new covenant and you're starting a brand new marriage. So there's the issue of working on the acute uh, bomb that has just exploded, but there's also the hard work of digging in and working on the root issues in each individual that led you to that problem area in the first place. Uh, and how you do that in a tricky way without blaming and shaming. But it's a great conversation, so I hope you enjoy our talk today. So, hey guys. How are you? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> good. I'm good. Good, good. So, we don't have any sponsors for this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there was a sponsor, it would be Cross Timber Podcast. But if brought we to you did have a sponsor, it would be brought to you today by Lupe's Tortillas. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know legally if we're supposed to say that. Um, <laughs> Lupe's is amazing. They're not paying me to say this. They are. Oh, so we had our team lunch over there. Mm -hmm. And I said, you got to get the beef. No matter what you love, get their beef. The beef and chicken, but those beef fajitas. Oh, my gosh. They were so, wonderful. So we went then. You guys... You're welcome. Mm. Thank yeah. you so much. So we, cater we catered you, Lupe's for Carson's birthday celebration last night. Mm. So nice. we got a pound and a half of combo beef chicken and another pound and a half of beef. Dang. <laughs> right. For like seven of us. Wow. Anyway. Y'all, yeah. some leftovers uh, So it was amazing. So we do have leftovers. <laughs> and then tonight, I'm meeting a couple that I just did their wedding in Broken Bow. I, we're meeting where? Lupe's tortillas. Lupe. <laughs> <laughs> so be praying for me and my beef consumption. <laughs> <laughs> we right. know that's your favorite place. Anyway, it's yes, good. And yes. I can see so why it's your favorite place. Yes, so I can too. Good. Yeah, so yeah. Good. it's amazing. And when you say that, if people have been there, they say, oh, they're beef. And then they say they're corn tortillas. Mm -hmm. Those corn oh, yeah, tortillas yeah, yeah. are so, so good. And their mm -hmm. tableside guac, mm -hmm. amazing. So enough about that. I got to set our timer here. <clears throat> so we jumped in last time and we were talking about common issues we're seeing in the healing place. And we, we kind of took the whole time on uh, parenting and especially parenting teens yeah. and some of the issues there. So today I wanted to jump back in and talk about, and this will probably take, you know, this one thing may take the entire episode and that's okay. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about uh, rebuilding trust in marriage after infidelity. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a common issue that I've dealt with over the last 15, 16 years. Uh, seems like it's getting more and more uh, common uh, now that it's so easy to reach out to people on social media, right? People can reconnect. Um, and somebody, you know, you, you, you've gone a few years in your marriage, and if you're the common story, we, we feel, you know, maybe you started having kids. The husband feels like he's not that much of a priority. The woman is 
primarily taking care of kids in a traditional sense that may be true, but I think that is true. That's just the way it goes. Um, he may feel neglected and all of a sudden someone reaches out and it was an old high school sweetheart and just hits him up on Facebook and Ooh, that attention feels good. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're just so much more vulnerable to that. Um, when people get bored and they're living separate lives or doing their own thing. And so it happens. Right. And I think, so I want to talk about so many different things and I want y'all to jump in for sure. But because the way, the way I'm thinking today, this could go all over the place. But one of the things that I want to say off, off, off the bat, there are different types of infidelity, mm -hmm. okay? And how you restore trust and heal a marriage post-infidelity is different depending on the situation. Mm. And, yes. so, and hear me, so I'll probably be saying this a lot to pre-qualify or come back and post-qualify something I say. Not to minimize any type of cheating or adultery or affair or, or infidelity, but a one-night stand is different than an ongoing two-year affair, yeah. right? Absolutely. Uh, a stupid decision doesn't make it any better, right? right? But a stupid decision one time after alcohol, right, and just a perfect storm, wrong situation, wrong place, wrong time, um, versus someone who's chronic mm -hmm. and having multiple affairs with different people or a long-term affair with the same person, those are all different situations. Mm -hmm. And so you're going you're gonna to heal differently after mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. um, I think I want to say two to start. Um, there are so many people that would say, that's a deal breaker. If my husband cheats, I'm out, okay? I don't blame her. Right. If my wife cheats, I'm sorry. I just don't think I could ever go on. I don't blame him. Like, it's hard. Mm -hmm. One of the hardest things that I ever work with any couple uh, with is rebuilding trust after infidelity. Yep. It's so yep. hard. Um, but I want to say this too, especially to the women, because it is so ubiquitous that men are, are cheating. More and more women are reaching out and having affairs as well nowadays. But um, I would say 80% of the couples that I've dealt with with infidelity, it was the man who reached out and had the affair. Mm -hmm. um, so... So many times the woman is told in so many ways and words in our culture that you're weak if you stay. <laughs> you shouldn't stay. Kick that SOB out. You're, you, you, know, you get out. Um, but I want to say it's one of the strongest things you can do. It's not weak to say, I want to try to forgive this man, and I want to stay, and I want to rebuild trust. That's a very strong position. So yeah. I want to say that from the outset. Yeah. It's, that doesn't mean you're weak. You've right. got a choice. Nobody's putting a gun to your head, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And to, to make the choice to say, I'm going to stay and I want to work this out, that's a very, very strong thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I admire that. Um, doesn't mean that it's always going to work. And uh, so there's a lot to say about that. So first, let me just throw this out. Um, we've all dealt with couples who come in and the bomb has been dropped. They've just had the revelation that one of the spouses is, is having an affair. Mm -hmm. How many of the couples that you guys have worked with actually made it through it mm. and didn't, didn't quit or didn't divorce? How, so speak to that. Maybe 
high level percentage wise. Mm. I know. It takes a while to think <laughs> yeah. through that. Well, right now, like mm -hmm. I would say a hundred percent are still working through it. Yeah. Yeah. They're sticking together. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I could see where <clears throat> it takes so much courage and it takes a commitment. And <clears throat> I'm on the other side where maybe they choose a woman to go to when it's been the woman who steps out of the marriage. Because mm -hmm. the couples that I've seen, it's been the woman who has stepped outside of the marriage. It's been um, mm -hmm. the woman who has done the betraying. And seeing the hurt and the pain, um, it takes so much courage to stay. Mm -hmm. So much courage to stay. And it's hard work. It is such hard work. And because I'll forget if we don't just, just go right now, what is the primary issue with the woman who has stepped out and cheated on her husband in her mind and in her heart? What's the primary issue she's dealing with after that infidelity? That the, the one who's that the one betrayed? Who cheated. No, not oh. the one who's betrayed. The one who actually did the betraying. The guilt. Yes. Mm -hmm. The guilt and the shame. The yep. guilt and the shame mm -hmm. and the remorse of it. And like, man, like it was just a moment in time. Yeah. Like... How do I even get that back? Yeah, that's um, what I wanted to highlight mm -hmm. is so many people think that the devastation is on the, the spouse who was betrayed, mm -hmm. but the one who, who did the betraying, they, they are devastated. Mm -hmm. And I can hear someone out there thinking, well, they should be, you know, <laughs> but it's just, man, the brokenness inside, the brokenness that could have led them to, that did lead them to that, the void, the deficit in their life that caused them to need to mm -hmm. do that in the first place, right? Yeah. Well, and... The other th side to look at, too, is sometimes I'm not saying like they still had a choice in it, mm -hmm. but sometimes there's definitely a pursuer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, There's a definitely a pursuer that made it enticing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still had a choice at the end of the day, but there are people out there who like they're mm -hmm. like, hmm. They're married, and that's a challenge, and I'm going to go after right. that. Right, and if they're being pursued by this pursuer, the suitor, and mm -hmm. their husband's not pursuing them. Right. Oh, yeah. This person's listening to them. The husband's not listening anymore. Right. This person's making them feel significant. They, You matter. You're funny. Wow, you're smart. Mm -hmm. And the husband's not saying any of that stuff. They're complimenting, <clears throat> man, you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. It's just so... And, and so <clears throat> there's all these things that are getting filled, these, these needs that are getting fulfilled by someone other than the spouse. So... I go back to Willard Harley's book, His Needs, Her Needs, How to Affair-Proof Your Marriage, mm. right? So nothing's guaranteed, but the more you can meet the needs of your spouse, you know, the more you can feed them, the less they are hungry, mm. right? And the less they'll be interested to go looking at the buffet that's out there, right? Mm. But not to blame. But not to at blame. The same yeah. So this time, thing because yeah. I still have a choice at the end of the day Absolutely. of what kind of wife I want to be. Right. 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 So, so there it is. So we yeah. have this situation, they come in and this bomb has just exploded in the marriage and there's carnage and there's devastation and destruction and all this stuff in the wake, right? Of that situation. So now you have this acute situation, this triage that you're working with this couple, but you've also obviously got issues that predated the affair. That's right. Yes. You've got yeah. problems in the marriage that could have led to that, which again, doesn't excuse it or rationalize right. it right. or justify it. Right. 
but it can explain some of the things that happen. But that's what's so hard in dealing with this. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you're saying it was my my fault they did that? Right. Like she's not perfect, and I've never reached out, or yeah. the, or the vice versa. So right. it's so hard to deal with this where you're not trying to say, well, look, if you would have done this, then he wouldn't have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For but sure. That's 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 what we hear, mm-hmm. and and you have to go back and be really really careful. So one of the things when I'm working with couples, I always try to stop all along the way. Hey, are you hearing any blame here? Um, one, and again, I don't want to forget this. One of the best things I've ever seen on the subject of infidelity. Her name is Esther Perel, a Swiss psychologist. Mm-hmm. Esther, E S T A T R, like the Bible, and then Perel, P E R E L. And if you typed, it went to YouTube and typed in Esther Perel infidelity, mm-hmm. you would see her little 26 minute, I think in 10 second TED talk on infidelity mm-hmm. and how she deals with this subject, talking about what the affair is and what it's, what it's not. Mm-hmm. So if my wife ever, God forbid, if my wife cheated on me, that's not about me. Mm-hmm. That's right. about her. That was about her decision, her choice. Exactly. That was about her need to, exactly. to do whatever she yes. needed to do and feel how she needed to feel. But so many times, I mean, obvi- every time, we think it's about us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? Why right. wasn't I enough? Mm-hmm. What could I have done differently? What should I have done better? Are there some things that I could do differently and do better to right. shore up the merit? Yes. But I did not make her have that affair. Mm-hmm. Right. I see the woman who is gorgeous, right? Go after the affair. She goes and gets lips and boobs and she gets all this work done Mm -hmm. because she's trying to compete with the person that he had the affair with, right? Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with her. Right. Nothing. And what's insidious is in the person then who gave, let's use my wife the attention, right? Mm -hmm. So she had this need that was that it was meeting. This guy had another need, right? It was totally a, a different thing. It wasn't even, it wasn't about her, right? Yeah. It was about him. Right. And so if you need to to like dive into that a little bit more, need help with that concept, go look up Esther Perel Infidelity on YouTube. It's yeah. a fantastic dealing with this subject. Yeah, yeah, and I love the the quote. We always use it. <clears throat> I know Brian, you've you've used it before too. That that she talks about it in that talk is, uh, you know, that most people are going to be with, are going to have two or three significant relationships in their lifetime, and sometimes that can be with the same person. And I use that every time with couples who come in with any issue that they're walking through, because so many times they're trying to get back what they lost or go back to the good days of what they had. When in reality, we can create a new relationship with new goals, with new boundaries, with a new foundation of communication and trust and all of these things and trying to set our minds on that rather than how can we, how can we, you know, recover and get back to where we were? I think that's a way healthier mindset. Uh, and sometimes that can't happen, which is the kind of the, the out clause that we give to people or that is there. It's like, let's, let's commit to this work. And if at the end we can't create that new relationship, then um, we have to move on. Yeah. Yep. So that's perfect. It's great. So one of the first things I try to determine if a couple comes in and the husband has... By the way, if he confesses, mm-hmm. that's different than if he's a, oh, yeah. if he's busted, right? Oh, yeah. Right. 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 Um, but either way, after it's come to light 
that and I'm just going to use that the man has had the affair, then is he remorseful? Mm. Is he sorry? Is he broken? And I don't just mean sorry he got caught. Like, right. is it over? If the man is conflicted, doesn't know if he still wants to be with that, that you're not, don't do the work with them. Right. They're yeah. not ready. Right. Okay. They, let's support the woman in her brokenness. Mm -hmm. right? right. But you're not doing couples work if this guy's conflicted. Right. Until right. he is 100% devastated by his own sin and by his own actions and 100% committed to working. I don't want to lose my wife and my family. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I, I, I want to never do this again, ever. Um, then they're, then he's ready, right? Mm -hmm. We're ready to do the work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So if it's chronic, if it's there's a revelation that the man has had seven affairs with different women, this is a huge problem, mm -hmm. right? This one, these rarely make it in my and 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 I try to help the woman who's holding on to that because God can change him. God can change him. Yes, he could. But the man has to submit until we're to. submitted to the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. He won't do his work in our life because mm -hmm. we've got free will. And mm -hmm. this man could have a sex addiction. He could have mm -hmm. all sorts of addictions, mm -hmm. but he's got an issue. It's chronic. Right. Um, but when, let's say it's a one-time thing and they're ready to work. So the first thing I go to is, dude, are you, is this done? If he says yes, okay, you, you keep going, right? Mm -hmm. You want to make sure there's zero contact with this other person. You're not going to let them down easy and you feel some sense of loyalty and it's, it's so awkward because it's busted and it's just over and you've had this thing going. 100% no conversation. What happens if she texts me? You forward the text to the to the wife and have the wife respond back to her. Mm -hmm. So she knows, oh my gosh, this guy's not keeping secrets anymore, mm -hmm. right? right? If If she sends an email, you send an email response with your spouse copied on it. Mm -hmm. This is the last correspondence we're ever going to have. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I yep. don't recommend the woman picking up the phone <laughs> or driving <laughs> to the, the address to tell mm -hmm. the other woman to stop. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But that, that mixed, that, that, that unified front says we're a team and we're not doing this anymore. Yep. Okay. So then the next part is disclosure. Okay. I, I want to say there's about a two week window. And again, you can make it whatever, but for at least two weeks, there's going to be a lot right after the initial reveal, a lot of mm -hmm. questions that this woman has. What, what did you do? How many times? Where mm -hmm. were you in our house? Were you in our lake house? Mm -hmm. What that place we drive by all the time and, and all the questions. And then it's just hitting her over and over and over, and she can't stop her mind, and she won't be sleeping, and she's wanting to barrage all these questions. Men, suck it up. Mm -hmm. You bought the ticket. You're going to see the show, right? <laughs> it's time to tell everything. Yeah. So full disclosure. Why? Because I'm going to start doing this work of rebuilding with the couple. And I always say, truth is a heat-seeking missile. It will come and find you. Yes, so if you're six months down the road and you didn't confess to something Absolutely. and she finds something else out, it's devastating. You're starting back and even exactly. worse. Like, yep. what else do I not know? Yeah. Like, and what else are you lying about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we hear exactly. from couples, you know, are all, all here from, it's the, 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 the woman who... 
uh, cheated on the man and she'll say, well, I don't, I don't want to hurt him any more than I already have, yeah. Yeah. you know, or the same with the husband. Right. And so that's their fear. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, we have to get to the, the, the foundational truth in mm -hmm. order to move forward. We got to dig in the mud as deep as it goes before we can crawl out of it. Right. Yes. And you've already heard them. So don't think you're going to hurt them worse. They <laughs> right. want to, you got to tell them everything, tell yeah. them everything now, categorically everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And especially answer all their questions. Yeah. But after a certain amount of time, right. it's normal for the woman's brain to get stuck in a loop and to never be satisfied with the answer. And some of the things the man are, can't articulate, I can't tell you anymore why I did it, right? right? Or, or it's like, yes, I told you, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. And so two things. One is it's normal to be stuck in that loop. So try to taper off and just say, okay, I believe him. Mm. Let's believe him. Yeah. We have to trust him at some point. Um, be careful also the level of detail. We call it pain shopping. I know what I, I'm, I'm shopping for something else, but if I find it, it's going to hurt me. Mm. Right. But it's like, I need to know. But sometimes the level of detail, once the man tells you graphic detail about what went on, or you read those text messages that, you know, cause you, you got the records and you wanted to see them. Yep. To get those images, those graphic images out of your mind, it's, it's, I mean, it's there. It, you can't it's, unsee it's it. It's there. You <laughs> can't unsee it. You can't unknow it. And it's so, so hard. And so be careful about that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's about total honesty and total disclosure, but it's about then zipping that up and also being careful with the level of, of detail that you, yeah. that you actually want during yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I agree yeah. with that 100%. Mm -hmm. I think something else to consider is the person who has been betrayed, um, the hurt and the pain is so great that they will have symptoms of PTSD. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so PTSD, one of the things, one of the criteria is like, it feels like there's a death of something mm -hmm. and your marriage has been threatened. It feels mm -hmm. like your marriage is not going to survive. And so at the level that it's threatened, they're experiencing PTSD mm -hmm. of knowing like, gosh, this could be the end of our marriage. If we looked at our marriage as as its own organism that grows, right? Um, and so I think it's always important to treat the PTSD first. Like, hear the story, hear the pain, acknowledge it, but I also honor this, like, not too many details. Be careful with too many, because you will replay it, or you're going to mm -hmm. substitute in your own image, because yeah. your mind's going to get locked yeah. mm -hmm. there. Um, but I always like to tend to the person who's been betrayed, because they feel like they've been gutted. Like they have literally been gutted and they feel like they're going to die. It's the worst pain they've ever mm -hmm. experienced. And mm -hmm. we have to tend to that pain. Yeah. We have to tend yes. to that pain. And yet at the same time, we have to tend to the person who's the anguish of like, I like it's painful to watch my spouse yes. hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so yeah. keeping that natural balance in the early days of tending to those things and, and answering the questions help them get yeah. through that trauma yeah. experience. Yeah. And so it's perfect. Um, so there's this, then this period <laughs> that when the husband, honestly, many times he's been feeling guilty and he wanted, sometimes I kind of wanted to get caught. Mm -hmm. I wanted this to be over. Oh, yeah. It's this weird deal, but, but he's, he's done and it's over. He feels like crap. And when the woman brings it up in tears or just devastated or anger, it reminds him of 
what a sorry SOB I am, yeah, right? right? And so he doesn't exactly. want to be reminded of that. He yeah. Can we just be done? Yeah. So so I want to be careful that everyone hears. When I say two-week window on like disclosure, that's the yeah. details about the, the affair, yeah. how many times, mm -hmm. where, all mm -hmm. those kind of questions. How long has it been going on? Yeah, yeah all of that. Yeah. But, but as far as how long is it going to take to rebuild trust, it could take uh, years, mm -hmm. years. Yes, how long could the should the woman be able to bring it up and the husband... Talk about it and reassure her and answer questions. Mm -hmm. Year, two years, that's that's fair. Yeah. So many guys think, dude, why are we still talking about it? That was six months ago, mm -hmm. dude. That's still fresh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You right. feel, you know, ah, you're relieved. This right. woman, PTSD. She's yeah. been traumatized. Mm -hmm. It is devastating. Yeah. And so, you have to continue to be open mm -hmm. and not be defensive and yep. like, right. why can't you get over this? I right. hear this from men, yeah. and right. that's because. They're wanting to assuage their own guilt. Yeah. Right? And well, a lot and of times it, they, they haven't, you know, dealt with themselves. Oh, mm -hmm. there you go. Because when you get to the root of it, mm -hmm. deep down, mm -hmm. it's some stuff that was there even before the marriage or during it with mm -hmm. the person. And that's what I like to always talk about is, hey, you guys decided to continue your marriage and your love, but we got to get to the root of it. And a yes. lot of times, like what you're just saying there, Hey, that happened six months ago. No, 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 no. The reason it's easy to say that because that's how you've been operating. Mm -hmm. And so when you get down and start doing the work with yourself mm -hmm. individually, then you go, oh, wow. And like you say, that shame, the guilt sets yeah. in, but now you're in the work. But then the beautiful thing is you have a spouse that's willing to work with you. Right. That mm -hmm. says, I'm still going to love you. Yes. So now you might as well go on and just... Just, just, just cut the root off, <laughs> you know. But, but that's a lot of times why, you know, so that's glad, sad. Absolutely, you know? I'm so glad you brought that up. That yeah. it's, you know, so many times the stuff that we talked about. Yeah. You have this acute, this bomb that blew up, but the stuff that predated the affair, the problems yes. in the marriage, most of the 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 things stem from, I would say, family of origin issues yes, or mm -hmm. things that happen early in life, even if it wasn't from your immediate family. Yes, it's sir. the identity issues. Yes, it's the things that, you know, the 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 thief that comes to steal, <laughs> kill and destroy. He is it's identity theft. He has stolen right. your identity. You have no idea where you, who you are. Right. Uh, what's ubiquitous is the man who has father wounds because his yeah. father was abusive verbally or he just mm -hmm. wasn't there. And he doesn't know if he's got what it takes. He doesn't know if he's valid. And mm -hmm. so he's looking for validity from yeah. the woman. It's the, the girl who didn't have a relationship, didn't get the relationship with her father. And yeah. she's right. looking for validity from every hairy-legged man he walks you by, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And that's the, that's the challenge too, is that a lot of times the person who's betrayed <laughs> a lot of their, a lot of the, the core <laughs> issues, fears, desires, things that were left out in childhood, those things are pushed on from this time. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're not just, you're not just treating the PTSD or the initial carnage. You're also, you're also trying to to speak to those places that are very, very deep and tender that maybe have had some work but aren't fully healed to the point, and now they're being ripped open by this one act. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Good. true. So one thing that has come up um, is like the question of they find out, oh, y'all met in your car, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or oh, he or she came into the house, mm -hmm. sure. and mm -hmm. all these things, and it's like, 
um, one question is like, do we sell the car? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one who's betrayed, yep. like if they don't want that car there, yep, yeah. sell that's because right. that's a trigger. You know yep. what? I know that he wore a blue shirt, a certain blue shirt every time. You know what? Burn it. Like, yeah. Yeah. you don't have to burn it, but <laughs> get rid of it. That's ceremonial, but actually. Yes. That would be you, very healing to burn the shirt. Yes, sir. And you, just sell the car. Right. Yep. Yeah. If you want to sell the house, mm-hmm. sell the, if they came in Great. the house, you can sell the house. Mm-hmm. You can sell the house. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Whatever right. it takes. Right. For yep. sure. And then, so. Because it's been <clears throat> contaminated. I mean. Yeah. It's been contaminated. And so, mm-hmm. to your point, Ross, so we all, yeah marry three or four people in our lifetime some people just get remarried to the same person yeah it doesn't mean you've gone through marriage and divorce it's that re-upping on your commitment once things have drifted so make no mistake this covenant after infidelity that covenant is broken yeah so the original marriage the covenant has been destroyed yeah so you're not patching up and fixing the old yeah you're you're deciding both of you, mm-hmm. do you want to start a new covenant? Yes, do you want sir. to enter into a new covenant? Exactly. So yes. one of the things I recommend is after doing the work um, to do a literal vow renewal. Mm-hmm. You're choosing yeah. to marry this person again. You're choosing, uh, again, the strong position is the woman who says, this guy was a brain-dead fool who made a, a horrible mistake that devastated me and my family that's causing me much pain and heartache and will for years but I'm going to choose to trust him. I believe him. I believe he's going to be faithful to me. I believe we've, he's learned his lesson. We've learned so much. We've grown so much. And now let's enter into a new covenant. Let's do a vow renewal. Yeah. That, that ceremony can be a beautiful thing. And it also can be something that helps the triggers in the mm-hmm. body say, that's old. That's, that's gone. This is something new. Yeah. And wow. I will say this, the people who do do the work and stick it out and forgive post-infidelity, I've seen miracles, yes, like sir. miraculous transformations. Mm-hmm. Like they got, I hate that that was the catalyst, but they got a marriage they've never had, that right. they had never had before. Because right. they took a deep look at yes, their, themselves, at the root, mm-hmm. and they, they took care of things that they had never, ever taken care of. That's right. right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean, I, I say the same thing about yep. people in recovery, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's unfortunate that you have an addiction and that that's an illness that you're facing. Um, but recovery often produces the best kind of people, yes, sir. the right. most self-reflective, the most honest, dealing with your junk people. And on the other side of it, I think there are better humans in the world. We should all, you know, go through recovery because <laughs> it produces the best kind of people. Yeah, so and, right. I, and I believe, thank you, Ross. And I believe this is the pattern of the cross. Mm. This yes, is what happens. Exactly. Resurrection happens yes. after death. Mm. That's good. And, and yeah. so many of us never want to die. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get the old man caught. We don't want to bury him. Mm. We, yes. we don't want to go to the cross. Daily, take up your cross and follow me. That sounds great. But where are you going? You're going to die. And, 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 and most of us are propping up that old person. Mm. But if we can let through confession and openness and honesty, let that person die, yes. there will be a resurrection. Mm. Yes, Spring always follows winter. There's, yes, there's a lot of death in winter, but new life happens after mm. that. And mm. I believe that is the beauty of the cross. Yes, sir. That's the beauty of the of the reality of the cross, the power of the cross, and the symbolism of the cross. Mm. The beautiful part that you said about the recovering, what you just said, man, is that in that new season, I so encouraged them, just embrace the newness of that life because that situation and God and the journey you go on, it brings you into beautiful company. It gives you new relationships. It gives you people that may not have gone through the same thing, but they fought to not go through. 
mm-hmm. or if they have gone through the same thing, now you get to be in company with accountability of brothers. Yeah. If it's men, women, mm-hmm. you get to be in the, in, into accountability with, with women that have mm-hmm. gone through. And so it's just a beautiful new life, as you said. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes than not, that's what you see with them is that once you do that work and once you see the cross as it's to be seen, it's 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 beautiful, man. It's it's like you say, the miracles, the things that start happening. Sometimes yeah. uh one couple was uh telling me that how did what they dreamed of, things that they dreamed of and talked about happen afterwards, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's the beauty of it. I yes. Okay. So I wanna say this as we as we wrap up today. Um to anyone out there who is uh, struggling yes. with uh, the knowledge that your spouse has been unfaithful, come in and get help. Yeah, Please. Don't try yeah. to do it on your own. Yes. Yeah. No one wants to talk about this. Not like right. you're going to go tell your friend, hey, you know what's happened in my marriage? <laughs> right. You know what my husband did? <laughs> yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. Shame keeps us from getting help. Yes, sir. Uh, so I yep. would say come in. I would tell the man or the woman who's hiding an affair and still uh, maybe it's over, but you, you know, like you'll go to your, your grave. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, that's a bad idea. Yes, it is. That lack of intimacy because of that mm-hmm. secret you're holding, th- there's no freedom in that, and that will mm-hmm. kill you. You'll yes, have an early grave, okay? The, and, and then to the man especially <clears throat> who's thinking, oh, my gosh, or the woman, but... Oh, here are all these Christians, you know, they're pastors, and I, 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 they'd be the last people I'd go talk to, you know. Look, we will not judge you. We will love you. Yes, sir. Like, again, remember chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. That's all of us. All of we us. Are, we are the chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. We will normalize what you're going through. We will mm-hmm. tell you we understand exactly why you did, did what you did. That's yep. what we do mm-hmm. when we're broken and when we're hurting and when we're medicating pain, right? We just want to teach you new ways yes. to, to, to get that healing so you're not medicating in unhealthy ways and mm-hmm. teach you healthy coping skills yes. and then you know, help you recreate the marriage that you've always wanted. All right. Well, guys, thank y'all. And we'll, we'll, we'll dive into another topic at the next one, okay? Yes, sir. Awesome. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Awesome. You bet. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. Remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And if you ever want to talk to someone in the healing place, we're here for you. Please pick up the phone and call, email, or find us on crosstimberschurch.org, The Healing Place, or find us on our Facebook page, The Healing Place Group.